0: You're listening to This Podcast is for Powerful Dynamite Women, episode number 31. Yes, you heard correctly. This podcast is for Powerful Dynamite Women i have enhanced my podcast name to its rightfully full name instead of just this podcast is for women this podcast is for powerful dynamite women now in this episode i'm speaking with my friend and co-coach valerie green valerie is really a very unique type of coach She works in a lot of healing modalities and she knows so many techniques and methods. And I really love any opportunity to speak with her. And in this episode, we talk about anxious and avoidant attachment styles. Now, I am a person who says, focus on how you feel, not so much the label or the word, but I really think Valerie brings up some great points in understanding how we're having a dance with our partners, whether we are anxious or avoidant. And just we talk a little bit all over the place about a lot of really interesting things. I believe you will really enjoy this podcast episode and learn more about Valerie's work over on her website, coachvaleriegreen.com. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoy this episode and see you next week. Hi everyone, this is Adrienne Everhart, your Feminine Energy Dating Relationship and Lifestyle Coach. On this episode of this podcast is for women, I have a very special guest, Valerie Green. Valerie is also a coach and today we're going to be talking about transforming anxiety into confidence and healing your anxious attachment. So, hi, Valerie. I can't, I'm i so happy you're uh, here to be part of my podcast.
1: Hi, Adrian. <laughs> I, I love your podcast and I love your work. And so I always love sharing this information. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to get started. Um, before I do, I want to tell my audience just a little bit about uh, Valerie and what she does. She is a very much a unique relationship mentor. She's also an author and a speaker, and she really helps women inspire their man to fulfill their deepest needs and desires. Now she, is, she has a highly successful alternative to relationship therapy. Valerie helps women and couples create a secure emotional connection, not just problem solving or communication skills. So below in the links, I'm gonna share her book with you and her website. And also a place you can visit and get a free gift called Break Free of Old Patterns and Attract Lasting Love. Valerie is a very unique coach, and I'm really honored to have her on my podcast and talk speak about how we have anxiety in our relationships and how we can really get back on track and identify our attachment styles so that we can feel better dating and exploring our relationships in all parts of our lives. So welcome, Valerie. What would you like to share with us?
1: Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I mean, we were just chatting um, before this um, just about what it means to transform anxiety into courage. Um, And I know that a lot of us have heard, well, courage is feel the fear and do it anyway. But we know what tries to happen when we muscle through, especially when it comes to dating and relationship anxiety, right? So I want to Um, caveat that, that this is about how to heal anxious attachment, which is by the way, not a pathology. 20% of the population has an anxious attachment style. And so there's nothing wrong with you. I want to say that. Um, It's not about healing generalized anxiety disorder because I'm not a therapist, right? But like if your life is basically okay, but as soon as you get into a relationship, you start to freak out and wonder why he hasn't called and ruminate about fantasies about him you know, cheating on you, or if you're married, you're just harping on like, he's not pulling his own weight and I'm telling him what to do and he's not doing it. That all comes out of fear. And what happens, and this is both from a law of attraction perspective, but it's also just from a psychological perspective. I'm happy to, and a scientific perspective, I can speak about all three Mm -hmm. Um, is that, but we all know from the law of attraction that you, uh, whatever you put out, you get back right? So the thing is, like, that's why you don't, I mean, yes, we all talk about sharing our feelings. But if what you say is, I'm disappointed that you didn't call. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way, I want you to be authentic. um, And having courage and being in the heart, which I'll talk about is not about pretending that you're not angry or disappointed and just being nice. Mm -hmm. Because that's actually self abandonment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But what I mean is um courage actually comes from the heart um it actually the word courage is um a french it comes from the french word coeur uh which means heart and you know i call it courage <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's just like i
1: know kind of kitschy um but i like it. um tell me a little
0: <laughs> disappointment is a word that I- yeah yeah tell my girls like avoid saying disappointment and instead like find what you're feeling outside of that person because for me my anxious attachment how it was defined for me was I need you to behave and do and say I need you under my control to make me happy and so when a person doesn't make me happy I'm disappointed and mm-hmm. I always try to go a little bit deeper and go, okay, what am I really feeling? What's, what am I really feeling? And like, where can I own that feeling? So how does that resonate like in alignment with, with your work when it comes to feeling anxious in a new relationship? Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I love what you just said. Cause I know, um, when I interviewed you for my podcast, you talked about the emotional parfait <laughs> <laughs> and I love that analogy because what you're talking about is like anger or annoyance might be on the surface. And then disappointment is underneath that. It is a softer feeling. So notice that anger is more likely to push someone away. If you're like, I'm angry because you didn't call versus I'm disappointed. It is softer. It's just still coming from fear. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what happens from a law of attraction perspective is if I put fear out, I'll get fear back, right? Because what you put out comes back to you. And so if I say I'm disappointed, and he's having a good day and he's emotionally available, then yes, you know, he's more, he's, my husband, for example, is emotionally available. And when he's having a good day, 80% of the time he can hear my disappointment and ask me what I'm needing and we can solve it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And if he's not having a good day, if he's stressed, if, you know, like we're just um, disconnected, then he will be pushed away. And so avoidance is also fear. So when like, that's the thing, like the anxious avoidant dance, 75% of couples get caught in this push pull dynamic, where one person gets needy and demanding and pushy when they get anxious. And then that actually makes the other person feel inadequate. Mm -hmm. Like I can't do it right. And so then what they do, the behavior, is then they get pushed away, which also comes from fear and avoidance, right? They both come from fear. But then that makes the anxious person more anxious, and then they get more need demanding, and then the other person withdraws See. more. And it's this vicious cycle. I mean, my husband and I get caught in that sometimes. So it's let me horrible. You, it,
0: it is. It's a terrible feeling. of, and, and it's almost like you can't get out of it. It's like being caught in a rip current. Right, um, right. Tell me, what do you think is the fear? What is the fear we're all feeling that we can't identify and we call it disappointment mm-hmm. or we avoid instead? What do you think's really going on? Exactly. And thank you
1: for asking that question because we'll go back to the emotional parfait. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, because it is a parfait. It actually goes many layers deep. Mm-hmm. And the deepest layer is the it takes the most courage to go to the deepest layer, but at the deepest layer, it's enjoying that what we want is on its way and being able to express our inspired vision for what we want and what it provides for us, right? Mm -hmm. And expressing that, because that's what's at the bottom, right? But what what we're afraid of underneath what we think we're afraid of, which is like him not calling or whatever, that's what we think, or him being with another woman, which is scary, of course, and horrible. But what we would fear underneath that is being abandoned and being alone. And underneath that, we fear that we would be helpless and we wouldn't be able to help ourselves so we would be alone and lonely and helpless and then get depressed about it like that's yeah. usually the fear and women with anxious attachment usually ruminate on that fear i know i do when i go to my deepest darkest place which is why i teach all my own tools cuz i have to use them
0: yeah right you know um I, abandonment is a huge part of it and I, and if anyone has even remotely had a parent abandon them, which I think we probably almost all have, whether it was just emotionally dropping out or, um, you know, having such self-interest in other things, or just totally abandoning your child, like, and just, you know, cutting off contact with them, whatever it is you experienced, you know, like uh, the, uh, the other day, my husband was coming back from an errand And he was running a little bit late and I just tried calling him to make sure everything was okay. And he didn't pick up his phone and that feeling kicked in Mm -hmm. like right there, like as secure and as happy as I am, that feeling kicked in of what if he has somehow changed his mind about me or what if he's gotten into an accident and I have lost him. And it's this horrible feeling of uh, abandonment. Because abandonment mm-hmm. can happen, you know, a lot of different ways. Death is a form of abandonment, you know. Um,
1: and, of course. And
0: so how are we supposed to like unzip our hearts and love someone and be in the moment and, you know, appreciate all the beauty of this world when we have this abandonment feeling, you know, hanging so close, uh, you know, how are we supposed to do that? What tools do you go to for a person with that?
1: Yes, that is exactly the right question. How are we supposed to handle it? Because I mean, I will say, you know, relationships are not for the faint of heart. It takes courage, right? That's the attitude that we have to bring to it first, that we can open our heart to it. But what it requires is being able to, first of all, Um, I actually really like Margaret Paul teaches this, I think, more than anyone else um, that um, only the definition of abandonment is being left by somebody that you need for survival. Mm. And so little kids are dependent. I mean, children under 18 are dependent, but both physically and emotionally. So I like that you said that, because even if your parents were emotionally unavailable, that's going to occur to your younger parts as abandonment. Um, And that could create an anxious attachment style. Um, Mm -hmm. And people that are disabled in any way, shape or form are dependent, Um, you know, and that's, you know, as as it should be, like there are um, legitimate people that are dependent. There's nothing wrong with being dependent. Um, It's just that um, true. And what I imagine that our listeners and viewers long for is not, Codependence, which is an adult who is still dependent on someone else and feels dependent on someone else for survival, because we actually have to learn how to be independent before we can have interdependence. And so that's working with our beliefs first. And then, of course, doing the deeper healing somatic work. Because um, I believe that both are important for healing. Um, anxious attachment because the wounds that caused anxious attachment were created from zero to two. Yeah. Um, so it's like, in my opinion, I don't think just working with the conscious beliefs um, is enough for most people. It, it is for some, like I've worked with some, cause it's all across the board, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are right on the edge and they're, they're willing to do the work. And like I worked with one woman who had anxious attachment and like all we worked on was her beliefs about, yeah. Um, you know, what was possible and that this guy in front of her wasn't willing to change because she wasn't attracted to something about him. We worked with her beliefs and like she was willing to let go and have courage to get past her anxiety. And she actually realized that the guy she was dating was more attractive to her Mm -hmm. since she worked through her limiting beliefs. So I'm not saying that just the belief work isn't enough. It can be. I just find that the somatic work and the deeper inner child work mm-hmm. and the shadow work is also really important. So I'm happy to talk about all of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're saying because it is for everyone. So unique, um, our, our attachment styles. I kind of look at my attachment style or my, any anxiety I have about, you know, losing a, a person as, really, I don't think it's ever going to go away. And I don't want it to go away. It's absolutely part of me. Um What I do is when it pipes up, and it usually is a very fearful child, like you said, fearful of not being able to make it without this other person helping me. Now, let me tell you, I have been abandoned. <laughs> um I have been left in some situations where I was sort of hung out to dry and you find a way to get your life back together, you know, you, Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. Right. And, and, and I think it's just understanding that whatever comes my way, I'm going to handle it. You know, yeah, um, that yeah, is the positive belief. Yeah. I can handle this. I can, I can, I can make it. And there will be someone else, you know, or whatever it is I'm, I'm meant for so before we started recording, you and I talked a little bit about pain mm-hmm. and how so much of this, you know, anxious attachment or, or just fearful dating, anxiety and dating, it's really about we're we're, we're wanting to avoid pain. And it's like mm-hmm. the more you try to avoid pain, the bigger it gets somehow.
1: Yep, <laughs> what I know are your
0: feelings on that.
1: Totally. I like that quote that what you resist persists.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you and try to that shove that them something
1: down, you get <laughs> it more. And that's, I mean, if yeah. you look at that through a law of per- attraction perspective, it's like I, 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 can geek out on the law of attraction as well because people think like, oh, if I be- if I, if I think that negative thought, then or if I have the courage to feel the pain, if I feel the pain, won't I get more pain? And it's just like, okay. The law of attraction is you attract who you're being. It's not just like, otherwise, you know, everybody who is like, I have a million dollars. I have a million dollars. You just manifest a million dollars tomorrow, right? It's not just like whatever you think you're going to get. It's whatever you actually believe you deserve, whatever all parts are in alignment, because we have different parts of us. And if part of you doesn't want something, if part of you, so the question to ask yourself around that is what. If you really have this amazing relationship with this available man who is, you know, there when you need him and when, you know, you have mutual security and passion and joy, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what might you lose that you value?
0: You are invited to join my online coaching community I Heart love Academy. on my private app you can attend a monthly class and receive coaching with me you can also explore guest coaches and speakers post your questions and receive help from my coaching community or offer advice to a fellow diamond girl you also have access to our growing library list of classes and workshops plus group member chat there's so much fun in this group and i especially love the supportive community you can join iHeartLove Academy and receive 3 days free and enjoy as many classes as you like. Then join on a monthly basis. You can cancel at any time. To join us, head on over to diamondgirl.me/group. That's Diamond diamondgirl d i a m o n d g i r l .me/group. I can't wait to see you in the group at iHeartLove Academy. Hi, this is Adrienne Aberhart and I'm curious, are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with Feminine Energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I wanna help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share FEM tools for dating. It's a program on my website, and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult, and I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step by step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, FEM tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website. That's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching and look for FEM. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint. because if part of you doesn't want
1: it, then you're going to sabotage it somehow. And that's, that's just the deeper healing work. And so my point is, it's kind of painful to admit this about ourselves, Right. And it's also painful to feel the sensations of abandonment. Right. Like Let's say, and we can use that example. I mean, you know, I don't want to put you in the spotlight. I have the same fear come up, like, sometimes when my husband doesn't call or whatever. So it's very common, right? Um, And so we can kind of go back and forth, like, about the emotional parfait. And I can talk about mine, right? Like, so my emotional parfait there, because this is what it means to, like, have the courage to really feel the sensations of pain. um, To get to the other side, because we attract who we're being right? So like, if there's a voice inside of me that says, I'm going to die. This -hmm. is just too unbearable. The thing that it takes the courage to ask is how old is that voice? Mm -hmm. And to admit that I'm bigger than that voice and that there's a bigger larger part of me so a big part of what i help my clients do is to develop a healthy mother and a a healthy inner father so this is like the parts work and the shadow work that can then turn towards the inner child and say oh my god honey Like, what would you do if you had your own child come to you and say, I'm so helpless. I'm going to die if the boy that I have a crush on doesn't like me. You wouldn't like just say that's not true. Right. In like a cold tone of voice, you would pick her up. And so this is how to be with pain Mm -hmm. is to see that part of you is how would you be with your child when your child's in pain? Mm -hmm. Right. It's not self-pity. It's compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, oh, my God, honey, tell me more. Tell me what you like about Mm -hmm. this boy. What's so great about him? Oh, my gosh. There's so many other boys that are that great. (laughs) You know, you would lovingly help her to recognize the beauty and the truth inside of her. But that's not there on the surface. Like, I don't know about your inner child, but my inner child argues with me, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, you did two things there I like. Is one is that you you use this diminutive language with her. And I think that's really, um, honey, oh, sweetie, oh, sweet one. I think that's really good to do. And then the second thing, and this is something you and I talked about in our email, is listening mm-hmm. and so often you get that you know that feeling and we immediately just want to like shut it down get back to work that's really masculine. exactly
1: that yeah. is exactly masculine energy and it's also just avoidance which i don't think avoidance is masculine or feminine it <laughs> but no is. i mean but <laughs> shutting it down to get back to work is masculine mm-hmm. shutting yeah. it Sometimes shutting it down it. to like feel pleasure instead could be feminine <laughs> you yes. know
0: Well, in a way, it's just like, I don't have time to listen to you. You know, I don't have time to listen to you. We have to go do this other action. We have to go do this other thing. And feminine energy is really slowing down and taking your time. I'm going to listen to your complaint. I'm going to hear you, but we're still going to go do or be whatever it is we want to do or be. You know, just because you're listening to the anxiety and you're hearing its complaints doesn't mean that you have to not go to work that day or
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. Or not return this guy's uh, phone call. You know, I had a client recently um, who said she's using a matchmaker service. And I actually, I should probably give her to you <laughs> because I think you guys might be a better <sighs> match because she's using a matchmaker maker service. And she said, you know, she's vetting the guy before the date, which is something I don't recommend you do. But his zip code was in a part of town that is not as wealthy or as successful as her part of town. And she wants to marry someone who is as successful as her, if not more. So she's like, I should just cancel this date. And I'm like, that's sabotage. Like, you could be meeting someone and having a wonderful situation but you're sabotaging because you're finding something wrong with that person you're finding a reason already to not love them or like them or at least meet them and practice on them so do you run into scenarios like that with people where they're sabotaging their relationships they finding something wrong and then how do you address that
1: yeah absolutely i mean in fact what i would say is that um if we want something And all parts of us are in alignment with it, especially with romantic relationships, because there's plenty of good quality men out there. I mean, I coach people, I coach women to meet quality men every day. I know you do too, right? So it's like there is abundance with love. And if you're married, like if he's not Giving you attention, there's a valid reason and you work through that. And then he wants to give you just as much as he did in the beginning. There's just something in the way. Mm -hmm. He's sabotaging, you're sabotaging. But if we judge sabotage, remember what you put out, you get back, who you're being. You attract who you're being. So if you're if you're abandoning your inner child to get work done, then you'll attract a man who's going to abandon your inner child too. I know I'm saying that kind of in a harsh way, but it's Takes courage to admit
0: the truth. <laughs> um, so I I love that you're talking about this because, and you probably know this term better than I do. But we have these mirror mirror cells that really reflect and pull. Oh, us. mirror neurons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and there's just there's science behind a lot of this. It's not just woo philosophy, but um, just really attracting what we put out there. Um, so so what if you do have a fear though? you do have like a legitimate fear about something or someone and it, it's something you've experienced before and you don't want to encounter it again.
1: Yeah. That, that, How that
0: is. You a, attracting them?
1: Right. That's a really valid question. Um, and so what I would say is it's always about going deeper into the parfait. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to finish the example about my parfait, yeah. <laughs> um, where, you know, if you didn't call, um, like yes there's disappointment and then i would be with my inner child and i would then ask her you know i'd reprogram her limiting beliefs i'd make her feel like she deserves it right but then once she feel like she deserves it i still he still didn't call how do i communicate about it it's about recognizing that underneath the disappointment there's always a desire it's shifting my vibe into getting in touch with what's my vision. What is him calling provide for me? How good do I feel when I have it? Right. And then like, what is my deeper vision around what is interdependence and like what, like when I first met my uh, husband, he actually has an anxious attachment style. And I'm starting to realize that I have a little bit of a vestige of perhaps ambivalent um, just because my dad was simultaneously loving and emotionally unavailable and emotionally unsafe Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so it's like, um, ambivalent attachment is caused by that kind of Mm flip-flopping and it not really being safe like your parent is loving but not totally safe and so it's like both of us have attachment issues and so we actually geek out on this stuff all the time which is great (laughs) but like when I met him like he he was working with um a therapist himself who told him to read a book on attachment and so he did and he realized that he had an anxious attachment style too so it's like But the point is you attract somebody who's willing to do the work if you're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. So because I was willing to go deeper into my vision, then I could describe to him my vision for interdependence is like, you know, you're scared of losing your freedom by being with a woman. Well, I want to share with you that like, What if I was your partner to point out the ways you're sabotaging yourself so that you could actually have more freedom to go after what you want? And you do that for me. Like, what if we had that kind of partnership where we don't play small and we don't restrict each other? We find these win-win solutions. And I explained to him that if I'm feeling something and needing something, I don't need it to be the way I want. Even if I sound demanding, I'm not. I need him to know that that comes out of anxiety. And I need him to know that actually I'm not attached to what I'm asking for. I'm willing to be flexible and collaborate and make it work for him. Right. So it's like I'm able to express the beauty of the desire of the culture that I want to create. Because that's like if I can enjoy, like that's the question to ask yourself. Like if you can really visualize and enjoy talking about the culture of the relationship you want to create, like how awesome it is, like the culture of the relationship that I just talked about is my version, but you have your own version, right? If you can enjoy that, trust that it's on its way and like really 100% feel excited that you deserve it, then you'll have it, right? So there's some limiting belief in the way. To work through but then underneath it's about the deeper healing work of the the inner child work um and so i was trained in a a lot of emotional healing modalities um one of which is hakomi which is a somatic uh mindfulness based practice because really the difference between having a secure attachment style and uh, anxious attachment style is not that you don't feel anxiety anymore Like, it's not, I mean, I don't know a human being on the planet that doesn't feel anxiety sometimes, right? And that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. But what having a secure attachment style means is two things. It's the inner work that you don't identify with that voice of fear. You're willing to disidentify from it and say, I'm noticing that a part of me is saying that and I'm going to be the compassionate parent towards Mm -hmm. that part of me and do the inner child work. And that's about revisiting old memories because I've been, um, if old memories come up, I'm not saying they have to, like I said, it's just, I've coached many women to redo their beliefs about deserving just through the cognitive belief work, you know, or Mm -hmm. just the inner child work with the insight that you realize it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like, I mean, the truth is we have two choices when we're little, right. We could believe that the reason that your dad was yelling at you or that he was a workaholic is because he didn't heal his own shame and he's an incompetent parent. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. Or you could believe that the reason that he's being mean to you is because you deserve it. And that's how you deserve to be treated. And that's what love must be.
0: You know, I want to just say here, like, even if you do see a parent as incompetent and just, you know, not good at communicating with children, like, that's a far more empathetic choice. Um, and I think when you can have empath- empathy for the person yes. who has hurt you, yes, then you have empathy for yourself. Exactly. You yeah. Uh,
1: yes, I completely agree. And so that's the deeper healing work is because as a child, we created the belief that there's something wrong with us because that actually saved our life because children are dependent. And so if you believe that your parent is incompetent when you're two, that's too scary because your nervous system can't handle that because you would die if you really believed your parent was incompetent when you're two, because you know that you depend on them for survival.
0: Oh my (laughs) God. Wow. Blowing my mind right now because that's so true. Like I no child could handle that. Um, Right. So instead, what do we do?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's the pain that we have to be willing to feel, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. um, with self compassion because there's impact to us making this decision, but it's not our fault. And the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off, kind of thing. (laughs)
0: Right? (laughs) Right? Now, Now, I have a really, I have a really deep question for you here. Okay, because I love, I love we're going there. We're just we're we're peeling back the layers. Not everyone has a partner who wants to talk about how they feel. Or yeah, yeah them, totally. Or that can even admit that they have something, that they're doing something that is sabotaging the relationship. And it's I can tell you, I speak from experience. Um, I can here's the following: I can catch my husband's anxiety. And um I used to. I was doing all this work, all this somatic work, breathing work, holding positive images in my head. But when he comes around me and he is anxious, um, and I'll say, "Hey, how are you doing?" This? I'm great, and I'm like, yeah. oh "God, I need, I need to like go to you know deep breathe for like an hour to to shake this off." But like anxiety is contagious. Mm-hmm. Like we can catch someone else's anxiety. So let's say you are secure attachment style. And you're around an anxious attachment style. Like, how do you handle that anxious energy? What, what can you do if your partner mm-hmm. is anxious and you're mm-hmm. secure and you're constantly, you're getting a little tired of, you know, dealing with their anxieties, which happens.
1: Yeah, our- no, it,
0: it does happen. And I mean,
1: what I'll say about that, and this also has to do with the deeper healing work, you know, because you can't control who you're attracted to. Attraction isn't a choice. And so if you're attracted to somebody who you believe is not as evolved in you in some way, then there's a part of you that wants to be with them to heal something inside yourself or learn something yourself or grow yourself because otherwise you wouldn't be attracted.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. So they're here to teach you something. You just got to figure out what it is, right?
1: Right. Because otherwise you would leave, right? Like if, okay, you think they're below you then leave. Like the question is, why don't you? Mm, mm, mm.
0: There's some anxious attachment in there somewhere, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Well, God, let me ask you on the own that same, uh, part, we're talking a little bit about observing our thoughts, you know, which is a huge part of this work. Um, You know, observing what you're thinking, being able to zoom back and instead of just, you know, knee jerk reaction, have that animal respond. that, you know, when I say animal, you know, like your reptilian brain or Mm -hmm. this is really about using your prefrontal cortex. This is about getting in touch with what you are thinking automatically that's giving you some sort of sensations or feelings. And so it's really like a detective work uh, Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways for your own body. Hi everyone, this is Adrienne Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two-day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com, to learn more. Exactly. And
1: I mean, sorry, I want to just pause you there because so far we've talked about the belief work and the deeper healing work. But yes, there are just hacks to work with anxiety, like breathing exercises, EFT tapping, um, not the EFT emotionally focused therapy, which I also have been trained in, by the way, even though I'm not a therapist. (laughs) Um, but um, which is an experiential body centered modality. It's all about getting out of your head and into your body and just being willing to tolerate the sensations because the research, like by Jillbo Taylor, shows that if you're just willing to feel the sensation, like is it hot or cold, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you feel it in your body? And is it expansive or contractive? And does it have a color or shape, etc.? And not believe the negative story, which is why I talked about the beliefs first, because you have to be willing to let it go enough to have that mindfulness where you can then say, I'm observing the sensations without trying to change them. The research shows that after 90 seconds, the sensation changes in intensity or changes into something else. And then you can handle it. like. That's like the experience of that belief that I can handle it is done through getting into our senses, right? Uh Getting into our five senses and just being able to tolerate the sensation and really open our heart to the sensation, which takes a lot of courage, right? So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I I didn't – I know we've talked about a lot of like challenging your beliefs and then the deeper somatic and inner child work. And those are both important, but it doesn't have to be that deep, right? Like sometimes yeah. it's just about getting into your come to your senses is actually a very intelligent <laughs> saying.
0: I love that. <laughs> I'll succeed. You know, um, you, this this is all like just so great stuff. I hope everyone listening right now is just soaking this up like a sponge because that you know, there's so often we want to change our partner. You know, we want them to change how they speak to us, change how they talk to us, change their routine, alter them, so we'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. behind all of that is like we're not okay. Like we're not okay the way things are. Or like you said, we would leave, and then you don't really want to leave. There's there's something else, you know, standing in Mm -hmm. your way. Absolutely. Right. And
1: sometimes it is legitimate reason why you can't leave, even though you're not attracted. I just want to say that like Absolutely. sometimes there are, and I work with people in complicated situations and there is always a solution, but sometimes it takes creativity and patience, right?
0: Absolutely. And we are not here to judge. Um, right. So whatever your situation is, it, it's personal and it's always between you and the person you love. and And that's, that's exactly, I exactly. I
1: didn't want you to, I didn't want people to think I thought it was simple, like just, like right. it's not that simple. Yeah. But anyway,
0: <laughs> I don't think anything we've been talking about so far sounds too <laughs> simple. But, you know, I do like just zooming back and also focusing on, and this is part of the parfait, this is part of that method I teach, which is like once you find your emotion, you can flip it over and you can find the positive of that emotion. Yes. Yes. Amazing. how You can take a situation and you can already identify it. Like how that person's wrong, how they spoke to you or did the wrong thing and, or how they abandoned you or whatever it may be. You can totally find that. But if you really find your core emotion, there's usually like this flip side and you're like, Oh my gosh, you have this new realization and, and it's not about like bypassing your emotions or just convincing yourself to be an optimist. It really is like we have to step out of ourselves yeah. and, and see that there's something. So So here's my question to you. What if we dropped? What if we just dropped all the styles? What if we dropped, I am, you know, a particular style?
1: Yeah, because styles know, are different. changeable anyway.
0: Okay. Tell us a little about that.
1: Oh, I mean, um, well, first of all, um, like I said, insecure attachment is not a pathology. I look at it as just a missing skill set. Because secure attachment is a skill set. The skills are to be... Um, a secure base and a safe haven for the other person and to learn how to do that and of course I could talk about that but
0: can you say that <laughs> again I thought that was so beautiful
1: yeah so um so secure attachment is a skill set of having the skills of and I'll talk a little bit more about it Um, a secure base basically is that you're both in a growth mindset and you want to be um these partners to know that you can create more together than you each could on your own because two heads are better than one and you want to work together and create together um knowing sexual energy is creative energy right and like if you create well together then the passion stays alive that sort of thing and then and knowing how to do that it's a skill set um and then um to be a safe haven means that um if you need emotional support you know your partner will be there when you need them so that and the research shows that Um, if you do have a secure attachment, people think like, oh, well then you won't grow because you'll just be comfortable at home. Right. But the thing is, the research shows that the people that have a secure attachment, that they actually are more successful, they make more money, they um, achieve their goals more often. Because if you know that if you make a mistake, you'll have the support to get over it, you take, uh, you dream bigger and you take bigger risks right you take Ooh. more risk so anyway like that's um people with avoidant attachment believe that independence is better than interdependence like we shouldn't need anyone and so like that belief system is what I educate avoidant attachment people with that like actually that. like you get more done if you have secure attachment not the opposite because a lot of people <laughs> with attachment avoid their feelings with work
0: Yes. And then you, you know, even I'm reaching out to you to do this podcast with me. You reach it becomes about what can we do instead of what can I do. Exactly. So you're gonna be able to do a lot more. You know, you mentioned, I don't want to interrupt your thought, but you mentioned that skill set to create. Yes, yes, yes. Now what if you have a partner uh who they don't have that skill set? Like they they were they had fairly pretty okay parents, there's no huge trauma in their life, or maybe there is a huge trauma in their life. Maybe they have had, you know, alcoholic parents, they've had some sort of something, but they just don't have that skill set, because there takes a certain amount of, you know, cognitive, you know, you've got to work on this stuff. What if your partner just doesn't understand this, and they don't have that skill set to create?
1: Right? Yeah. And, I mean, I think ultimately the, what it comes down to is the intersection between, um, it's okay if they don't know it yet, but are they willing to learn Mm -hmm. and how much patience are you willing to have while they learn, you know, Mm -hmm. because learning takes time.
0: So can one of you really help the other one, you know, because I'm a big believer in like, don't teach a man, don't train him, don't coach him because it's a huge turnoff for them. How would a woman go about getting their their guy interested in learning more about you know being that creative team? How would that? that happen? Is, How can one of you do that?
1: That is such a good question, and I love that you asked that question, especially since you specialize in teaching about feminine energy and feminine communication. Yeah. Because I'm sure you would have the same answer I would, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Not, <laughs> it's not about teaching him <laughs> anything, right? It's about you going down through the layers of your own parfait. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like to say that like that inspiring vision that you have is like the fruit at the bottom of the parfait. Oh yum. <laughs> I just I just like thought about that this morning. I was like, oh I have to say that. Um, <laughs>
0: that sounds but, um so delicious.
1: <laughs> right. I know it is. Um <laughs> but um but no that's the point is that it actually is. Um and because the fear is that if we get to the most beautiful part of our vision like that's really vulnerable Mm -hmm. it's really vulnerable to share our deeper vision and desires because if we're rejected then it'll hurt more right
0: but the only way to
1: influence him is to share what we desire and what it provides for us right not wanting him to change um, and that's I mean, I love to speak about the topic of how to inspire a man to want to meet your needs, because so many popular teachers like Pat Allen, for example, say feminine energy is not about asking for what you want. It's about saying what you don't want. But yeah. I think that it's about asking for what you want in a flexible way. Yeah. which You can yeah. only do if you have the courage to believe that there's more than one way. Right. Which takes this expanding the spaciousness around our feelings that we can handle you know, the discomfort that it takes to be flexible and be patient. I hate patience, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> patience you know, is like I, the
1: hardest part about this for me. <laughs> it,
0: it really is because you know we are all working on our own little schedule and clock. And I talk about anxiety like patience is a huge one. You know, I, I love what you said about um, you know, what Pat Allen shares versus, you know, what some of a little bit what you and I both believe in because I do a little bit of both. I, I make sure my partner knows all oh, that felt so good, which means I have to keep up with what felt bad.
1: Exactly. Like it's, it's which does
0: team. take courage
1: because yeah. it is vulnerable. I want to say it's vulnerable. And I think that's the difference between like a lot of teachers teach about the importance of being vulnerable and vulnerability is courage. But I think about the importance of not making a man wrong and that if you share your unpleasant feelings without context the, that most men feel like you're making them wrong and then they feel guilty right and so like that's about having the courage to shift our vibe into positive vulnerability which is it's really really scary to admit what we most deeply desire it really is
0: yeah and you are talking about something that i receive comments on every day which are women who say why should I change myself for this man?
1: Oh my God. Like, I love that question too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, How do you answer? Cause I usually say like, you're actually not changing yourself. You're, 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 you're leveling up. You're getting in touch with this more vulnerable, authentic, honest part of yourself. But what do you, how do you like to answer that question? When women say, I, don't, I shouldn't have to change how I speak. So my husband's going to be okay. Uh, how, how, oh, yeah, go? no, And
1: first of all, there's, if you're doing, cause he's going to be okay, then that's codependent. Like I'm assuming <laughs> that he's already okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to react. Maybe he's not going to react. He's not going to get loud or angry or not talk to me all night or, you know, um, you know, respond some way. Like men can often, you know, pout and go to the, go to the cave, as they say. So right. How would you address that question about changing yourself? And speaking in a different way, finding that vulnerability so that you can communicate more clearly with your masculine energy partner.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the the mindset shift that I help women make in that case, because most of my one on one clients are women, although I do work with some men. Um, But it's you're not changing for him. That's not the reason to change. Um, and in fact, if you do change for him, then it, the change will be superficial because you're focusing on the outer work, not the inner work. And the inner work is about recognizing that I don't see things the way they are. I see things and this is, you know, the neurolinguistic programming aspect of it. I see things through my filters of my belief system, my value system, my programming, right? Like if, and this is why, in my opinion, when I help women to do the deeper healing work, then, you know, cause this is a solution. I get a lot of clients who probably do too, where they're like, well, the men I'm attracted to aren't attracted to me. And the men I'm attracted to, I, <laughs> you know, they're not attracted to me. Right. It's that we're attracted to the people that match our level of healing. Right. And so Like, I mean, it's all going on unconsciously. So if you don't believe that you deserve anything better than you're going to attract, you know, like, for example, if you believe you need a man to be happy, then you're going to attract a man who's the polar opposite, who thinks he doesn't need a relationship to be happy. And he wants you to be more independent. That's Mm -hmm. why. Anxious attachment people are usually attracted to avoidance. You don't know it at first. They just seem confident at first, right? It's all going on unconsciously. Yeah. That's the point. You don't Very find this so. out until you're already committed and it's already too late, right? It's just like
0: you know what's so interesting. I remember I talk about the artist, and all of my all of my fans, all of my diamond girls know I've spoken about the artist, this you know, guy. And I will never forget when when I would speak to him. First few times I met him at a bar and I was speaking to him. He was doing this. He was already pulling away. And it's like, he was driving me crazy doing this, you know? And I didn't know it, but it was sending me all of those signals that I'm not available. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make you available. Like I'm going to fix you, you know? Exactly.
1: Um, And so the thing is like, we can't change who we're attracted to, like I said, you know? And so if we keep getting attracted to men who aren't right for us, it's the deeper healing work that's important because Mm -hmm. it's not for him. It's because otherwise I'm trapped keeping on being attracted to, because I can leave him. And then the next guy won't seem like him at first, but then if I don't do the deeper healing work, eventually I'll be caught in the same problem with the next guy. Cause the problem is within me, not, within the guy, right? And like you don't have to believe that. It's just experience that'll show if that's true or not. Right? Cuz like I have maybe that's not true and I only attract the women that see the patterns, right? Which is my my free gift is break free of old patterns to attract healthy love. Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. right? And you know we're we're nearing at the end of our time. First off, I have so enjoyed speaking with you today. I would love to have you back on my show at some point and maybe we can talk a little bit about um, how, who we're attracted to. And you you say that that's unchanging. Um, I work with women on dialing in their man picker. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so sometime I would love to have you come back and talk, a, speak a little bit more about this. I think you yes. have so much more to share. And totally, if you're watching this on YouTube, like definitely use the comments below to tell us some topics that you would like to hear from uh, Valerie and myself. And if you're listening to this on my podcast, I have a comment section all. I'd love to hear from you. Valerie, tell us how people can get in touch with you and what services you offer. And definitely remind us again about your free gift to all my listeners.
1: Yes, thank you. I'll start with my free gift because I do want to say that if all of this seems like it's complex, Um, I do consider myself someone who likes to boil things down. And so my free gift contains a five-step process that I call uh, self-empathy, which comes from the nonviolent communication practice, but I just integrate different things together. And it's a practice to shift your vibe from being angry or disappointed that you're not getting what you want in order to be able to communicate this positive vision of what you do want. And, um, it's a practice to be able to shift anxiety into that courage, to be able to speak your deeper desires. Um, and so that's the in the free gift called break free of old patterns to attract healthy love. Um, and yeah, but my website is just coach which you said you'll put there. And I do, I specialize in one-on-one coaching because that's what I love doing the most. I just love, um, I feel like I've studied so many different modalities um, from the superficial to the deep and everywhere in between. And I love customizing the work and customizing programs for what really helps people the most. That's just what I love. Um, but I also run a group for women um, and it it specializes in attachment, the group, even though that's not what I advertise it as, that's what I always wind up focusing on in the group. Sure. So I should probably just change the advertising. Sure. Um, and um, I do also have uh, a book called The Commitment Roadmap from Dating to a Lifetime of Love and um, an online course um, called Man, a Fast-Lasting Love uh, for women that are in a committed relationship and he's just uh, pulling away. So lots of, div- I, I love working with people in all stages of relationship. I do have niches, but I have four niches,
0: right? So huh.
1: it's, I just love, I feel like I love the variety of people that I help in the variety of situations.
0: Excellent. All right, Valerie, thank you so much for just coming on the show and sharing all of your wisdom and your energy. I think everyone really, really appreciates everything you had to say. Thank you so much. And I hope to have you back again soon. Yeah.
1: Likewise. It's such a joy for me.
0: All right. See you soon. You are invited to join my online coaching community. I have a private online coaching community where I teach monthly classes. I have guest coaches, guest speakers, moderators, and so much to share with you. You can join as a member on a monthly basis and cancel at any time. You can post questions, help others where you can lend an answer, and access our library list of growing classes and workshops. There's so much fun in this group and I especially love the supportive community. It's on a monthly basis so you can join and cancel at any time. Head on over to diamondgirl.me group. That's diamondgir dot group. I can't wait to see you over at I Heart Love Academy.